0: I am ready to go. Check, one, two, one, two, one, two, check, check, check. Are we in there? We are.
1: This is Logic Over Everything. We made it here so you can make it through. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do what we got to do. In a cold December, let's make them warm. How we doing tonight, Keisha? How are you? Welcome to the
2: platform. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me tonight. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. And first timer as well. L, how are you? How's everyone doing? I'm doing well tonight. All right. Turn up. Logic. I'm going to give you that ones and zeros pound. My man. It's good.
0: My man. Carmen, right. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> me.
1: We're going to start tonight with uh, the ideal man build. I'm sorry. Damn, I got it wrong again. Logic, you got to tell me. Significant
0: other, significant other. It's 2022. Uh,
1: The ideal significant other. Um, We didn't draw straws before this began, so uh, I'm I'm just gonna pick Keisha. Keisha, you're up. And L, I hope this doesn't affect your responses. Don't. We need a private room. I need to send you to a private room because I don't want her responses (laughs) get with your responses. Like I want this, you know. I want this thing in a
2: bubble. (laughs) We, no, we're different. We, we have different. Um, it's you're fine. We, we're different. Okay,
1: all right. Yeah. Well, Keisha, this is
2: your first time on the platform,
1: so I have to ask: Are you single? Dating? Complicated? What's going on?
2: Not a problem. I am not single. I am dating. I'm in a relationship. Okay,
1: all right. I hope I don't get you in trouble with these line of questioning, but we are going to build this ideal man.
0: Oh, uh, okay. for you.
1: Are, you are heterosexual. I'm sorry. Yes, I am. Because I said ideal man again, even after I was corrected by logic. I wasn't
0: even going to correct you. I was just going to so let you die. just going to let me die on my sword. <laughs> just, okay. Hey, man, you take the hits.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Man. All right. So your ideal significant other, Keisha, is going to be man, female, non-binary. What's going on?
2: Male, heterosexual. So
1: we're, we're building a male. Uh, yes. How tall is this man?
2: So I like my men tall, um, taller than me. I'm fairly. Sh- I'm not that. Sh- I'm five six. So taller than me. And when I say taller, I mean like five ten and above.
1: Okay. You know, I was gonna ask. So I was like five seven. That's good. You you're all right. Five <laughs> eight. They're taller than no. you. No. no. So you need five ten
2: and above. is good. Okay. Yes. I like to I like to reach when I when I get pops Yeah. All right. All right. I used to do. Like uh. The- I used to do
1: fat, skinny, all that kind of. St- I'm I'm gonna ask you your ideal build for this man. Okay. Ideally. Right.
2: I just want to preface that you know that sh- that shouldn't matter, you know. But I will say, for ideal sake, um, <laughs> I. <laughs> she's I like my men big. I like some meat. I like I like big boys.
1: Okay. All right. So, without thinking about money first, let's talk about what your ideal man does for a living. What would you like them to do?
2: Um, I ideally would like them to be doing something that makes them money, of course, but also something that they are passionate about Um, in conjunction. Yep, in conjunction to being of service. um, That is attractive to me. So, whatever you're doing in life, make sure it's making you money, that you're being of service to the world, and that you like doing what you're doing.
1: Okay, all right. I'm going to play with that after we get to the money part. Does how much he makes come into play with his happiness? So for you, do you have like a minimum that he can make and still be your ideal man?
2: Hmm. So I would need for him to either match what I'm making, um, me personally, what I make, um, or, or or more. I, my, my whole stance on it is that I work. I work really hard. Um, I'm a single mom, and um, you know I work hard to afford my life and to take care of my child by myself. And so, whoever I'm dating has to match me where I'm at, um, or working towards that. I don't mm. want someone who is not. I'm very. I'm a very ambitious person, and I need my significant other to be as equally as ambitious because you need to grow together. And if, You're not at my level then. I think
1: what we see from this answer is how good women are at political effects, because you actually answered my question without answering my question. What is the minimum? (laughs) I'm gonna make it hard for you. What's the minimum he can make? And you be okay with Yeah. Uh I need, I, I gotta,
2: you You want like a a specific number. I want the number in your head
1: that where you're like, you know, I'll work with this next week is the fries.
2: Okay, minimum, okay,
1: um, yeah, minimum,
2: okay, because I have income, so I would say the minimum would be anywhere between uh forty to sixty k that's a minimum
1: what to you sixty k so if he's thirty five you're not working with that, I need to know,
2: wow, um, that's like twenty thousand dollars
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. I- <laughs> it's ideal. You you know, I feel like there's some part of you that doesn't want to be honest here. So I'm trying to well, draw it yeah, out. I, of you. I'm being very honest. Okay. 40 because... right. K minimum. Okay. All
2: right. Yeah. We're going to yeah. come Minim- back. We're going to come back. That's minimum.
1: No problem. Yeah. No problem. We're going to come back to you. I just want you to uh, make sure you remember your answers. I surely will. And then there's going to be a second question on top of this, but for now, let's go to L and L please build. Your ideal significant other, and see, I remember that. So I'm sorry. Stupid.
0: My man, my man, I'm proudy, I'm proudy. Only Jeez. took 60 episodes. Good job, good job. You're getting there. You know
1: Look, the shade from the. That's never mind.
3: Okay, all right. L. Yeah.
1: Let's let's all go. Right, um,
3: Men, let's... women, non-binary. I, I would like a a, a male. Okay, all um, right, all
1: right. How tall is this male? Mm.
3: Well, I am shorter than Keisha, so at five two, I don't need like a six footer. Okay, but like a five eight, five nine, right around five ten. Like, okay, yeah, right. uh huh. Right. Just something so, that I also like the, I enjoy the reach. Um, husky, husky build. Okay, I like I like them heavier up top. Okay, all right, uh
1: huh. Yeah, all right, yeah. and and job without discussing money. What's the job? would you like him to do
3: I like uniforms I like I would like a man of uniform so
1: does that count as a suit if I woke up and had to wear a different suit every day that's a uniform kind of right like I being
3: working for the DOD I am partial to the military uniforms Mm. so um, So, I appreciate a man in a uniform
0: we appreciate right. you, sister. We appreciate you. Thank you for the love. We need that.
3: All right. All
1: right. Um, so then let's talk about money. Let's get to this
3: minimum that he can make in your ideal man. Okay. That's Being completely honest, if we if this was ideal. Minimum, Marielle. Minimum. The minimum, ideally, I understand that. I I get the whole, but I also understand ideal, like what reality is, is not necessarily ideal. Right, exactly. So a female can live in her reality and her truth be that she be with someone that doesn't make as much as her or um, she's willing to accept mediocrity at its mm. best but but mm. but <laughs> yes go ahead tell on yourself let's go honest tell yourself. i like it he i like, like it but completely honest okay. in an That's ideal sure. world yes dude should be his minimum should be six figures his
1: minimum should be a hundred thousand dollars a year
3: and listen, he can have multiple streams of income. I'm not knocking his hustle because I want to be right there with him doing it. But your minimum mm-hmm. should not be—I'm um, not going to. Um, your minimum should should exceed be, more than six figures. Okay, all right. Let's no, speak. no. But I mean, I, it just should exceed your expectations. Okay, all right, all right. So can, we. Can I, can I- can I chime in?
2: Go ahead, Keisha. Yeah. Okay. So I hear what she's saying. I hear what she's saying. Where I was coming from with my minimum was that um, I'm aware that, you know, and this is just just from knowledge, you know, women nowadays make more money than men do. Some some women. Oh, so, I'm glad you,
1: yes, yes, they i put it out there. So
2: uh-huh. we're aware. We're aware of that. And so, okay. and it's not necessarily me- mediocrity in a sense. It's just that um, sometimes some men have potential to earn more when they get older. So, um, okay. That's where I was, that's where I was coming from with that. So no, and I'm- I
3: get that Keisha and, and that's why I didn't want to like answer it, but like in an ideal situation, like you it's want, like when you, you were, when speak. you were eight years old, like you're playing the game of life, like you wanted the police officer because he was banking eighty, or you wanted the accountant. Like nobody was going for the school. No like your ideal pick was not like, ooh, I hope I get the school bus driver, or you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, but that's when you're eight, when you're for you me. Know what I'm saying like that's how you that's that's kind of like how you, you you preface your life. You're like, ooh, set your goals for boom.
2: That's not me. My I want my ideally I, as I said before. I want the person that I'm with to be happy with what they're doing because then they'll be happy with me. If they're doing something and they're making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars, but they're not happy with what they're doing, they're gonna come home angry. And I don't want to be somebody who's gonna be angry and upset and irritated with their life because that you're gonna make me unhappy.
1: Uh, uh, and and my my bet when we're talking about this because L you brought up a, a good point. Like you said, six figures. Okay, but now I need to know do you have a race cap on that? Do you care if he's Asian? What's your ideal man <laughs> in terms of race?
3: I need some water. <laughs> get some water then. You... Let me go get some. Um uh <laughs> Keisha, what is no, honestly. Yes. Um I I ideally. Like ideally yeah. I have been encouraged to 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 embrace my black culture. So you I am like all him for
1: ideally to be black. Black. Black as in uh born here, African, like what what kind of what kind of culture specifically? Because a lot of times in these discussions we get into uh you know black African American, or does he have to be born here? Does his skin just like have born to be born in
3: the United States? Born, I don't need okay, um.
1: Okay.
3: All right. The African soil. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. I just, I want to be specific. You know, I I can't I can't be soft on you, so I I want you to answer honestly, and that's cool. I know. All right. All right, Keisha. I'm gonna go to you.
2: Okay. Let's... Um. Ideally, yes, I would want my significant other to be black. I do not have a preference on um, the nationality. Okay. Uh, okay. The, you just
1: want him to have brown skin or yeah. a little be melanated. Right. So, he I, can, so can he do I, half and half? Can he be
2: 50%? Oh, mixed like half white, half black. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that
1: too. Okay. All right. He just got had a the 50% brother. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got you. I got you. I want, and I just want to know from Elle's point of view, you know, because Keisha actually has a, a larger chance of getting her ideal man because of the way she built them, you know, uh, uh, African American making $40,000 a year is a lot easier to find than an African American male making a hundred thousand uh, dollars, you know, that's just statistic, but that's, that's messing up your vacuum. Cause I, that's not fair. I said, ideal. So I understand you L. No. I just want to put that little fact out there. All right. Okay. All right. Now we got to move on because your ideal men, the per the person that you built, the one that you just love to look at that you, you know, love that he loves his job and you know, he's making this money off of something he loves to do. Cause both of y'all preface that you want him to enjoy that. Um, he has a best friend. I'm bringing this up because uh, Blair Underwood a couple weeks ago divorced his wife of 27 years and he and uh, in- got engaged to his best friend of 41 years yeah so I want to know from logic first of all mm-hmm. do you have a uh, a girl best friend do you have a lady best friend of many years at all? Yes how many years
0: 30 plus?
1: Is there any is there any sexual attraction to that young lady? No, no. Have you been sexually involved with that young lady? Yes. <laughs> and so, and and before I move on, logic, I want I want you a, a chance to explain if you if you need to expound on anything. I don't want to put you in a in a in a tunnel. Nah,
0: nah. mention the then, questions as they're given, brother. This first forty eight. Like I'm, I'm not going to trust. You ain't going to catch me slipping, bro. I already so, know how to
1: score. So, how many years has it been since you've slept with this young lady in your friendship of 30 years? 20 It's been 20. So, within the first 10, y'all slept together. Okay. A lot. Yes. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. So, now I'm going bounce back to Keisha. This ideal man of yours, he is so passionate. He gives back to the community. He's working, he's doing everything. You'd be like, damn, he's just so sexy. But he got this, he got this other, he got this other joint. You know, he got this other joint that's been with him since he was in the sandbox. Right. And she's always around. She calls. She's single. Mm-hmm. But that's best friend.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: 20 years plus. Right. Does that make you nervous?
2: Uh no. And let me um mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you. So um for me, it's a it's a it's a maturity thing. And a security thing. If I can't prevent a man from cheating on me, like if a man's gonna cheat, they're gonna cheat, and men cheat. So the only thing I, I can control is my reaction to the situation. And at that point, if my man is cheating on me with his bestie, and if I'm aware that he has a bestie, I find out that you've been cheating on me with a bestie. Me personally, I, I would have to leave. That's a that's a boundary. For me, you know what I'm saying? But um, that's to to each his own. So it's not it doesn't affect me. Um, mm, okay. See. so and I, expect, I, I, respect the friendship because you know you more than likely myself. I came after this person, so I'm not going to disrespect your friendship that you have with this person, whether it's a male or a female. But if I find out that you've been cheating on me, it's a wrap.
3: Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. L, how you feel? How you feel about it? best friend of 20 years. It's always around, always in his phone. Like, you know, Jackson, she's so funny.
3: She's awesome probably. And I, here's my thing. Like before the younger me probably would have been offended, but as I have matured in my time, it's no longer about being offended by the other female. It's just the relationship that him and I have. And so I live by the adage. What's good for the goose is good for the gander.
0: So you have a
3: friend, right? Mm -hmm. of 20 plus years. Do your thing, boo. Just don't have feelings. And my friend, he may not be there for 20 plus years, but I will have one. Mm. And we will be texting and cuddly, bubbly and laughing and teeheeing. And I'm going in the other room to take phone calls and we doing our thing. And it's just the maturity level that we have. So if you're in your feelings about my friend, then you have to respect the fact that maybe I could possibly be in the, my feelings about yours. And then we can have a grown discussion about whether or not we want to keep our friends or whether or not we want to, um, end our friendships. But that's a conversation that will be had between us. It has nothing to do with the friend or the friend. It has everything to do what, with what the boundaries we set forth in our relationship.
1: All right. All Uh. right. And now I want to give another layer to it because we've gotten into these discussions. The reason why we have these conversations is for communication. We are big on male to female communication because that shit gets funny quick. And let me explain Mm -hmm. what I mean. We can always communicate because we are talking to each other. But how many times do you run into different comprehension? You have to comprehend what you're being told. So with that Logic, I will go to Logic. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tip the scales because I already know a lot about Logic's friendship with his bestie. One of the things you said on this platform, Logic, your platform, is that you slept in the same bed and didn't do anything Uh with Uh your bestie. There was Uh no sexual thing that night. But now we're going to talk about boundaries in a relationship. Can you be honest with your significant other logic, in telling her like, hey, I slept at Aaron's you know, I'm just making up the name. I slept at Aaron's this, tonight, you know and we slept in the same bed. Like it's cool. Nothing
0: happened. Can you do yes. that? Yes, Yes, I can. can yeah. And yeah. What, I wouldn't be in a relationship with this person if I could.
1: And and what do you you feel like she's, she could comprehend that like, yeah, nothing happened there was no sex involved so it's all good. Or do you think that she would throw a fit that you slept in the bed with another woman?
0: She'd probably be in a space where we'd have to have a discussion about it. But she knows me. She knows my honesty.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And she knows my character at this point. We've been through a little bit of things together. So she knows I'd be giving it up. And if I was to have done something, I'd tell her that too. At this point, this age with everything that's going on in my life and everything that's going on in this world, being honest is is is, is sacred now. Like you gotta be honest. Like you know what I'm saying? Like for right or for wrong, for good or for bad. Like you gotta keep it real. And that way you know what you know. So you know when you're setting your own boundaries, mm. you, you have a better understanding of that person's boundaries. You know what I'm saying? When when as a man in my relationship, when I'm setting boundaries, I'm not really setting my boundaries for myself. I'm setting my boundaries for this relationship. So it's important that I have that discussion with her and we know what they are. Okay. Because I can set my own boundaries. I can do my own thing and that be what it is. Okay. But if I want to be in a relationship with somebody else, I have to take a part in, you know, what makes them comfortable, what makes them uncomfortable. And so I there's a that's... lot of things that I know I could do, but it's because I've spoken on it and I've discussed it. And I put it in a space where I would never lie to you about it because it would never be anything more than that. All
1: right. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the boundaries inside that relationship. So, Keisha, I'm going to go to you. Now we're using Logic's uh, relationship with his best friend. And I'm Mm -hmm. telling you that you're in a relationship with Logic, but he says that he slept with his, You know, he slept in the same bed. Is that too much for you? Do you have questions there?
2: No, it's not too much for me. I, I agree with what Logic says. Like, you, you have to have honesty in your relationship. And that's where I was stating before in terms of boundaries, like, um, you know, you should, I should be comfortable with you and you should be comfortable with me enough to for us to have this discussion. One, for me not to blow up at you, but also for you to respect my boundary is we would have had this conversation at the beginning of our relationship, like, hey... This is my breaking point. Like, you cheat on me. If you are violent, you know, that's going to be the end of our relationship. So at that point, you know, if he continues or steps out of the relationship and cheats, he knows that, hey, that's, I, I broke a boundary. And if she leaves me, she has every right to because she told me, yeah. up front, like, hey, I told you I'm going to leave you if you do X, Y, Z to me. And, you know, you where I think it, Right. Where I think a lot of relationships um, have problems is, you know, people aren't respecting each other's boundaries or people are not holding their end of the deal with their boundary. They accept certain things that they shouldn't accept. Mm -hmm. And that's where the that's where trouble happens. That's where people continue to do the same things over and over again to you because you've allowed them to do it.
1: Right. Keisha, I'm, I'm going to stay with you real quick because you seem real cool, real forgiving in like your answers for ideal man. Like you seem like you can you have a wide boundary uh, if, if that that's the communication. Now, my comprehension in that is uh-huh. that my best friend, she can hit me at two in the morning and I could be over there because she locked herself out. Like I said, this best friend is single. Best friend is single. So how, how much of your man are you willing to give to this best friend? Where th- does the line only stop at cheating? And I'm just asking to play devil's advocate. Cause like I said, your boundary widens depending on the communication going on in your relationship. But should right. I comprehend it as, Hey, I can kind of do what I want as long as i don't stick my dick in this joint. I'm good.
2: <laughs> no, no. But sorry. So, scenario, like if that was a scenario, yeah. I would you know if you're like, oh yeah, you know, she got locked up her apartment, I need to go let her in. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'll come with you. We can both let her in together. And ma'am.
0: Okay, so you you okay. All right. All right. And that's real. And that, that's that real, is real. Because if I have an issue with you coming with me right. to help right. her get in her house, then that then reveals that's what the real issue is. That's what the problem is. That lets you know, like that's the evidence exactly. of what the boundaries are. And that makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's how it should be set up. You should right. be able to, you know, tell your significant other, my best friend, man, woman, dog, whatever, is in this position. We got to go over there. We got to yeah. go. Come yeah. on. Like, After I got, you know. Word, we, gotta...
2: we. Right. Exactly. Let's go. Sure. And then
0: yeah. you get in the passenger side and go back to sleep. I just got to go handle this because, you know, just the homie. Like, I got to do that. There you go. And you're like, hey, I'm just coming for support or jokes, or maybe we could stop and get some coffee or you know, whatever the fuck. But once <laughs> you say that you support the shit, yeah, you that gotta go Create some space. No, nah, it's not that. It creates some space where oh, I don't have to lie about this shit. Exactly. I don't have to which creates a different relationship with the person that you're actually in that level of relationship with. I don't have to lie about this shit. So the idea of stepping out on this shit becomes a little bit more dangerous, which creates a different boundary. It's like now I can't never fuck the best friend like that because I don't mm-hmm. want to lose somebody that's riding with me like that, because you can't really find that all the time
3: and let the church say amen yes (laughs) that sounded really good and i appreciate like that was really good conversation but my thing is there also needs to be a conversation with the best friend because at some point like i'm me for it is best friend and i don't mind you having best friend but what boundaries does the best friend have like calling it two in the morning and for what reason do we need to be sleeping in the same bed together? And like, I just feel like, there, like there's a, that's, relationship, that's a, it's a conversation with the couple, the man and the woman, but then it's also a conversation um, with the best friend, because I feel and like if the best friend has no, if she has no respect, like she has to have respect. He or she has to have respect for the relationship and the couple. So is there nobody else that you can call at two in the morning? or mm. if you just you just so incapable of sleeping on the sofa or somewhere else that you have to sleep in the same bed like what are the circumstances behind those situations that would make best friend think that hey i know he got you know something going on but you know even though we're friends this is okay me if i were the best friend i would be like you know what hey i'm gonna sleep over your house but can i take your couch you got a blanket and so maybe that's just me having respect for relationships, uh-huh. but best friend can't just have access. Like that. Access.
0: Okay. I, I, I appreciate that. That yeah. makes sense. That and makes be, sense.
1: And because L and and Keisha were honest, they said they like different things. They have different boundaries. They have, you know, they're different people. So I understand what you're saying, L, and I also understand what Keisha thinks. Both things yeah. are true. Yeah. You know, and you disguise your boundaries for you. So mm-hmm. L, I'm gonna go further into this how Mm -hmm. uncomfortable are you if you find this woman attractive if you find if she meets your standard of beauty where you find yourself like every time she shows up she looks freaking amazing
3: Mm -hmm.
1: as would would that be a different train of thought in that friendship and those boundaries as opposed to if you thought you know damn i look better than her way better jesus (laughs) You know, so, so are your boundaries different depending on how she looks
3: basically? No, no, no. My boundaries aren't different depending on how she looks because I feel like each female, I'm to the point where each female is beautiful. We each have something to bring to the table and I'm never going to steal another woman's crown. I'll tell you in a heartbeat that you look amazing. So for me to feel some type of way about her beauty, that's just diminishing mine. So we both can be beautiful people that one person is attracted to. I just know what I have with them and you know what you have with them. So, um, I don't feel like I need to make myself stress or worry about another person's beauty factors or whatever you want to call it, because I have my own, I have my own, I have my own attributes that I find attractive within myself.
1: Okay. All right. So I want to make sure. So you're not going to tighten those uh, the, your boundaries are your boundaries, no matter what she looks like. That's it.
3: Yeah. that, that is, It has nothing to do with beauty. I mean, she could, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, that doesn't play a role in my decisions for my relationship. Okay.
1: I wanted to make sure you're expounding on that. So I'm going go to go to Keisha real quick. And I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you the same thing. Does okay. it make a difference on how she looks, you know, as far as your boundaries, do you constrict your boundaries if she say supermodel status in your eyes? Like every time this girl's like,
3: Mm-mm, this can't be. Well, a Joe, can I just hold up? I know you're going to go to Keisha, but it say she was a supermodel. So right. then you have to ask yourself, like, are you worried about what your significant other is going to do? Yeah. So whether she's a dog or a supermodel. So now like you, can you trust them or can you not? Mm-hmm. So what what is what does her looks have to do with it cuz what that means then you spend your life comparing yourself to every female he could meet a lady in the lunchroom and are you comparing yourself to every female that he gawks at mm. Keisha I'm sorry I just it, it was on my tongue sorry but
1: yeah, I I'm glad you got there because I have something for y'all in in segment 2 but uh, Keisha if you could respond does it matter does your boundaries tighten depending on how she looks
2: no, it, it doesn't matter. I, I agree with what um, Elle was saying. I, it doesn't matter to me because, as I stated before, if a man's going to cheat, they're going to cheat. And sometimes men cheat, and it, they don't necessarily find the person that you're cheating on you with attractive. They're just cheating because they there. There could be some other reasons happening. So, so, uh, no.
3: Beyonce, Neil Young. What do we need for the references? <laughs> it doesn't. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're you're, you're
1: absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, so logic. I'm gonna come to you, man. Let's 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 have a real brother right. conversation. Let's bring this in here. Um, sure. Have you ever gotten into a? Have you ever been forced into that friendship where you were intending on making good on getting in that?
0: Yes and no. That's happened, but I don't feel like I was forced into. It. I feel like a lot of people right. feel forced into things like that. And you know, I guess there are ways to view, you know, the interaction between, you know, men and women and shit like that. But to me, I know that any situation where I wanted to shmang yeah. and I didn't shmang, right. but we became good friends, that should benefited me. I never was in a situation where I was just hanging around up under you, waiting for you to decide you would fuck. Like, that's never <laughs> been my story. Like, right. not since I've been old enough to, you know what I'm saying, define what I need and then to figure out that if I can't get it here, I'll get it somewhere else. But there have been situations where I wanted to smash, and I didn't. Uh And I found a friend that was so much more important than what I probably would have did if I did what I wanted. I do.
1: And this is a great space to come to, because we're going to take a break here in a second. But I want everybody on this cast right now to think about their own single superpower. And what I mean by single (laughs) superpower is what is it that you use to attract the other, the opposite sex. And so many of you, all, th- all three of you actually have prefaced the fact that when I was younger, I did this. But now that I'm older, I did that. So I want you to think about both. The 20-something that use this as their super single power to attract the opposite sex. And then the 30-plus, you know, that that now uses that to attract. What is your single superpower, Right. And then on the other side of it, I want you to think about the thing that for for Keisha and for uh, Elle, I want you to think about what attracts you to men at 20 and what attracts you now. So what's that secret sauce that men have that you just can't resist that in the 20s and you can't resist that in, in your now? And the fellas are gonna have the same answer and even I'll join in the fun you know what I'm saying when we come back stay tuned it's logic over everything All right, we're back it's logic over everything before the break I had everybody on the panel right now tonight to think about their single superpower what I mean by single superpower is what did you use in your 20s to attract the opposite sex and what do you use now currently that you know you can lean on to get that. So, uh, you know, namesake of the show, Logic, I'm going I'm to start with you. you. You know, you always go sure. to the store, store. I always got to put you on Front front Street. Uh
0: it's, it's okay. Well, I live on Front Street.
1: What was the superpower of your 20s?
0: <laughs> I can't really say it in a word. Uh-huh. I could describe it. Okay. I think, you know, group of guys, my friends, you know, certain people, such as the gentleman, that you know, I have this podcast knows that I was one that would get a six pack again and sit on the opposite side of the room <laughs> and just wait. We called it the couch game but that's really what it was. You just sit on the other side. Right. And as long as you don't do anything or say anything people would become kind of self-consumed with what the fuck you doing over there and then they come over and start talking to me and then I have a gift to for communication, so that's what it was. Okay,
1: all right. And so now in your older years, do you still have that same talent? Is that same thing still true?
0: You add Guinness and some Stella to it and put it in a ball, <laughs> works every time. <laughs> Without fat, it works every time. Um, I think I was just telling offline, I was talking, and I was just saying that I have like this introverted, extroverted thing where I can definitely portray myself in a certain type of way, and I can be in a room and exhibit some level of confidence and intensity and fun and conversation that can pull the room towards me, which can, you know, gain attention from time to time. But I can also sit back and be really relaxed, and that can also get you attention if you know how to be relaxed and how to seem comfortable and confident by yourself. There are definitely young ladies that will approach me because they see that, and they're like, "Oh, you." Look like you cool. What's up? How are you? You talk or maybe you see another young lady and she's sitting and you're sitting. So you just say, hey, I saw you sitting. Just want to ask you a couple questions. How are you? Da, da, da. You know, just, it's about the comfortability. And I think I do that well. I think I did that well when I was 20 uh-huh. and I do it well now. I create comfortability. I do that. All right. That's the superpower. All
1: right. L,
3: I'm coming to you. Oh, so what is well. your
1: single superpower? What's going on? What do you use to attract opposite sex?
3: Okay, so things were a little slower <laughs> in my twenties for me. So in my twenties, okay. it things were a little bit slower for me. So it probably I have to say my smile and my personality, because I was an introvert more so So it wasn't until you really got to know me, um, um, you know, where where you found your attractiveness or whatever, but like, I could always pull, like, my warm smile and my personality would draw people in. Now, in my 30s, mm-hmm. I can honestly say I feel like it's my stability.
1: Stability. You got to explain that. Like, your stability. How how does that draw in the opposite sex?
3: Because when you're in your 30 pluses, and so, like, the type of people that I intend to attract or that... I'm looking to a, be attracted to me, like um, holding down a job, having a roof over my head. Okay. All right, Things like that nature.
2: All right. All
1: right. Let's go to Keisha. Keisha. Hey. What was your 20s superpower?
2: Mm, I'm going to be real honest. Um, tell him. Tell him. I'm going to tell him. Uh, <laughs> I I was shy, even though Elle would think that I wasn't. Like in high school, I was shy. I didn't have okay. a boyfriend. When I got to college, I this is internally, I told myself that I was going to be less shy, especially okay. in my field of journalism. So I had to be more talkative. Um, So my super single power when I was in my 20s was, I'm going to just be honest, I'm thick, mm-hmm. the right places. And so that attracted men to me.
1: Yes. All right. So, so listen, let's get explicit with this. How did you dress this thickness so that it would attract men to you? Because there was something you knew was going on. So, how did you accentuate? I'm word Accentuate.
2: <laughs> I <heard the>
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not going to make it easy.
2: Come on. She just, she just said gauchos, but I used to wear these gauchos right. Shorted, shorted. But it wasn't because I was trying to attract anybody, it was for comfort- comfortability. They're comfortable. Okay, mm-hmm. and it just so happened that my, my ass was large out and angry there. Out out there. but
0: um okay. So the Chiefs was clapping Yo, in the right?
2: Yes.
0: I mean that's just that's just how we go. It sounds yeah. like it. it sounds like it.
2: Um and then also just to preface, I, I was attracted to like athletes, football players. Yeah. When I was younger. So but my mindset has changed. So, yeah. okay
1: all right you you skipped ahead and and I do want to get into that so now on the opposite end you're saying in your 20s Oh, whoa 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 whoa,
0: but, whoa 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 not to not to no not no to, not ahead. to jump in the middle of the conversation. But I was told that Joey G came to play as well. So I, I think there's a couple of questions that you should come to the front Damn, and answer you as know, well.
1: So. You know, I'm, spo- I'm supposed to be hey, cunning at this. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to get past that. I can say stuff you are. and not necessarily delete You almost
0: got me. Damn it. You almost got Damn it. me. <laughs> you almost got me, but it's me, buddy. Shiza. It's me, my brother.
1: Shiza. <laughs> so, so in my 20s, uh, in my 20s, and, and what I need to go back to is the fact that much like Keisha said, I was very shy as a, as a 20 year old. Like, uh, even in college, like I, I lost my virginity in, in college as a 21 year old. Um, Same here. So, so yes, you know, I, I, I spent my entire high school career wishing I was something, but in my twenties, I grew into this thing that I can only describe as cancer. Like that is what I am. I'm silent cancer, that's my superpower. Like, I, I don't necessarily sh- wow you in the beginning of knowing me in, as a 20-year-old. Like, you know, I just grow on you like cancer. Like, I'm consistent. Like, I grow every day. I do a little bit more. And that's kind of how I got my whole, my whole shtick, you know, as a 20-something. As now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more I don't give a shit. And I feel like that's a superpower. Like, I don't really care. Like, if I like it, I'm going to go after it. And I feel like that garners some respect. So I'll ignore you. I will, you know, I, I just don't care, really. If I want it, I want it. I'm going to go after it. I'll be honest. And I feel like that's a superpower in a sense because I never had that as a young yes, man. Sir. Like, you know, you never had that shit where like you cared about rejection. I don't give a fuck about rejection at this point. Like, I don't care. If I want it, I'm going to say it. Or if it's on my mind, I'm going to say it. Even on this podcast, as it comes to me, I say it. Whatever happens, why do I have to attach your feelings to my thought process? I don't I don't have to do it. And yeah, so
0: welcome, sir. Yeah.
1: Welcome. now I want to know for your personal attraction logic. I'm going to start with you. What attracts you to a young lady in your 20s? Like what was what was the thing that you couldn't resist in your 20s? And now what is the thing about a young lady now that you cannot resist?
0: In my 20s, I think the main point of attraction for me was attraction to me. I liked being (laughs) seen and I liked feeling attracted because, Mm. you know, in my 20s, I presented myself in a lot of different ways and I did a lot of different things. Mm. But, you know, self-esteem has been something that, you know, has been a thing with me for quite some time. And so, you know, you kind of hide it behind alcohol, you kind of hide it behind clothes and other things that you got going on. So when I was 20, a little younger, you know, the idea of someone being attracted to me was attractive to me. Like that was where we started. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's what I was into is people that was into me. It wasn't really, I wasn't really directed into anything at 20. Like that was fucking a lot of things because <laughs> it's a lot of things that I can fuck. Like, right, so it right. was just there. Okay. But I didn't necessarily have that, that, instinct that you spoke of a moment ago when you were saying now it, it, it's as you're older, divorced, yada, yada, this, that, and the third, you go at what you want. Right. Now that I'm older, I definitely do that as well. My time is yeah. a little bit more precious to me. My money is definitely more precious to me. It's in, you know, and I know the things that come with just taking the things that come your way. It, it'd be a lot of other shit that you got to deal with that you don't want to deal with. So now, what I really appreciate in a young lady and a significant other is what I believe Elle was saying, which is the confidence that comes with spirit. I like that. I find that very attractive mm. and I think it creates positive conversations, which I'm really good at. And then everything just kind of falls into place over that. For me.
1: Amen. All right. All right. Let's go back to L. Elle, Elle uh, what attracts you in, in your twenties about a man? And, and how did it change for today?
3: so in my 20s i was really like um i guess maybe like shy i guess shy is the right word but like it's i wasn't really i didn't have a preference in my 20s because i was just getting out putting myself out there so really i didn't um i wasn't as choosy so if a guy would speak to me like and we had a good connection or a good vibe then i would talk to them so i didn't really have a preference when i was younger But as I got older, like I appreciate like a man's swag, like his confidence, like you don't have to be perfect, but you just have to have confidence to come and talk to me. And that's what I appreciate in my thirties.
1: Okay. All right, let's go. Keisha, how you feeling? Ads, (laughs)
3: Ads, oh <laughs> ads when she was 20
0: ass i like football players yeah she she, did, she, did. she she
2: she did. like she literally loved Suicides. football players. if he suicide and, and i dated two of them yeah. yes yes that is correct
0: yeah yeah you, said yeah, you can wear the what? uniform to the ball like wear the uniform and let's go out with your uniform on on the same team
2: yeah but that's another story um yes yeah, so in my 20s i um When I got to college, I did, I I got a lot of attract, like I attracted a lot of men, um, probably because of my physical nature, um, that was a a positive and a negative. Um, but there was a component to that. I always have been attracted to intelligent men. I, uh, as I'm older now, I realize that I'm like a sapiosexual. sexual. Like I I like, I love intelligent men, um, men who are like intelligent. And so now in my thirties, um, I. That's what i'm attracted to um i need to be able to have a conversation with you i need to be able to intellectually go back and forth with you um, i have certain kind of quirks and things that i like to um that to, i like to engage in um, and i also like the component of a man about being of service to of service um, because that aligns with my um my beliefs and what i am doing doing right now currently in my uh, my late 30s
1: that was good. All right, I guess I gotta answer this now.
3: Yeah,
0: you sure do, buddy. Yes, you. Do. You sure do. So,
1: so in my twenties, um, I don't know. I, I really, I really can't tell you, uh, just because. I, I guess, I guess in for me, it was an era where, uh, we used to have to, and I'm dating myself here, and forgive me, logic. I always do this on the cast, but I'm. I, it was the era where we go to the store to get the pornos, right? Like so like we watch the box. Okay.
0: Use that word we like figuratively. Come only. on, man. Like, Come just, on, man. let's 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 was, let's leave it was some of that. Before shit. Like, we, the internet yeah. realized
1: itself, you, you as a teenager, that. you're you're if you wanted to go do this, you had to go to a store to buy it. You can't go on Pornhub and get it. So um all of those things and the box. The box was big. You come on. I don't have to preface that logic. You know what I'm talking about. You you turn on the box and you look at the music videos and you see the light skin. That's it. Like that was it. In there, it was Adina Howard. There was, you know, it was white. It it was whitewashed in a sense. So all you had to do in my 20s is be light skin, in my opinion. Like I was very uh, motivated uh, just visually. So I was in. You know, I was just in that. Uh, and that's me being completely 100% honest. It was just a light skin fest. So that's all you had to be, and I would fantasize. um, Because that was America's standard of beauty at the time. In my 30s, in my 40s, now that I am there, can't talk about nothing. And in my opinion, a large majority of America talks about absolutely nothing. And I fucking hate it you know i'm not the most intelligent person in the world but i know a lot a li- i know a little bit about a lot of things right mm-hmm. and i love to discuss it and 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 being a gemini we get off on fucking arguing i don't know why that is but if i got to poke the bear that's where i'm at so at this age at this advanced age i like intellectual conversation even if it turns into like oh my gosh, but you feel that way i I, I love it. I gotta have it. It's crazy. It sounds it sounds crazy when I'm saying it out loud. And I, you know, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go back toxic, over this podcast. It, I'm though. like, damn, why did I say but this? I it, but though. yeah, that's nah, that's what nah, it is. Nah, like nah, I gotta you. be able to get I gotta be able to box we with you, you figuratively, you know, because my you. my rappers ain't your rappers, so like, like I gotta be able to 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 do something with all of the shit that's rattling in my brain and
0: uh that conflict yay. that conflict yeah. can breed high levels of emotion going both ways multiple and some people like that. oh some people like wait that.
1: we had a hater say multiple personalities like, i did know oh, hey you said something about multiple Ooh. personalities <laughs> uh how we're going to end tonight right we're going to talk about a little bit about relationships religion and marriage mm-hmm. and I understand that nobody on the cast has been married, right? Keisha. No. No. L. I've, I've been Logic. And I- only, only I.
0: Last time I checked, no. Okay. I, I right. haven't seen any I understand.
1: So. so I'm going to say, in the realms of a relationship, right? Because we already prefaced me and Logic come from the same generation. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that Keisha and L come from the same generation. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask. Keisha, for the cast, your religious background.
2: Yes. How okay. do you
1: subscribe? Are you Christian?
2: Mm-hmm. Christian? I'm Christian. Um, I didn't grow up Christian, but I became a Christian, and I'm a seven-day.
3: Seven-day Adventist. All mm-hmm. right. All right. Elle? How do uh, you... The same. I am a Christian, and I grew up seven-day Adventist.
1: All right. So, So explain some things to me. What's different about... A Baptist Christian and Seventh Day Adventist.
3: Saturday versus Sunday, no pork. Exactly what
0: I was going to say. The Sabbath and no pork. <laughs> pretty much. Logic. Pretty how do
1: you subscribe? What do you? What is what's going on with you?
0: I was raised by my mother in a sort of Baptist upbringing, but because of my family, I've been to Kingdom Halls. I've been to mosque. I went to Seventh Day Adventist school for a little while. Oh wow! So for me, my religious background is kind of. I don't really look at myself as religious and I know people say this all the time. I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but I do believe in certain things and certain tenets that I utilize for my lifestyle and and for the betterment of myself and the people around me. But it's kind of like a whole bunch of things. It's not just one thing. So I don't really feel like I subscribe to any one thing at this time.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. And and I'm asking this because a listener um, emailed me and she had this on her heart and to protect her cause she works for a three letter agency. I'm going to call her K Bella. Um, that's what she agreed on.
0: Shout out to K Bella. Thanks for the email. We appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. <clears throat> In this, she lines out that her brother got married over the weekend. Um, and the religion he married into is one that was very interesting to me. And I became uh, obsessed with this guy called Pastor Dow. Um, Pastor Dow has 200,000 plus subscribers on YouTube, and Pastor Dow believes that in his what I would describe as the Kanye ish version of religion, because Kanye has been very vocal about uh blacks being the first Jews. Um, that's kind of what he does and and I remember a, a um a peer in my building uh the last building I worked in as a as as an employee um she believed in this same thing where the Torah where they kind of follow all of the Old testament model things and there's actually a hundred and some commandments instead of just ten um it's very strict but in this. Uh, wedding ceremony. He says a lot of things like a woman should call the husband master. He has got, he's he's master over her woman. Women have no path to God that's not by their husband. You have to get married to have a path to God because men are from God, women are from man. Right, so. A lot of his talk, while he's giving his daughter away to this guy who's 38 and she's 20, is around his daughter, his stepdaughter, in this in this uh, marriage, and basically he's telling her, "You're to be quiet. You're to be meek." That's what it says in the Old Testament. Actually, it calls for a woman to be meek. He talks about women not being uh, professionally driven. He says that, you know, that's actually not their purpose, not to have an education, not to seek financial gain. Their only uh, utility is to have babies, in a sense. So after I laid out all these things and look, I invite people to look at Pastor Dow, not to further his message, but just to make sure that I'm not in error in how I'm interpreting it. But he's telling a woman to be quiet, shut up, and play house. So I'm gonna ask Keisha first. How do you feel about this in terms of a relationship between man and woman? Do you feel like this is a I don't know, is this a sustainable thing or is this poison? It's not sustainable.
2: It's uh it's definitely poison. Um and I say that to say because um I feel like sometimes people pick and choose. Um, certain things in the Bible to perpetuate within their everyday life and um, that can cause issues and I know I say that I'm a Sunday menace I'm a Christian but um, I just don't agree with you know, that logic like, you know and then also it's more of a um, manipulation thing, you know um, in terms of her age and him being so much older than her she's um, she's not understanding what she's getting herself into um and it's a problem it's a problem mm, mm.
1: okay it's
2: a, it's a problem. L chime
1: in how do you, how do you feel about this well, you Alex. know
3: and i and i was going to 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 look into um pastor Dowell, and 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 i am not here to judge any religion so uh-huh. i don't necessarily agree but i feel like some religious beliefs are intended to draw specific type of people and if they can manifest their lives into something that brings purpose to them i don't feel like i'm there i'm the person to judge so we have not in our lifetime never experienced where women have been sold off like it's honestly like a badge of honor in in some cultures to be married off to, to be paid so much to for the family to be paid, you know, so much for, for, for your hand in marriage. And, and, and for me to try to diminish her worth is not going to happen. I don't necessarily agree with it. And, um, that's not something that I would ever abide by, okay. but it is something that I know that, that, the Pastor Dowell's beliefs he is not the first person to walk this earth to have those beliefs and it just takes a certain type of woman to be able to to succumb to those beliefs and more power to her okay all right logic look i know we had this talk
1: offline i i really really
3: resonated with
1: your viewpoint on it but i'll let i'll let you speak like how much Mm -hmm. value
0: do you remember my viewpoint on it I do do you remember I I do what did I say
1: basically that's not something you're into and you would question even the woman in this relationship like that's not something you could value in having a relationship and we're talking about whether religion has place would make a relationship better if we have these religious beliefs right like that's what we're talking about like if she's meek if she's humble if she's seen but not doesn't speak doesn't have a voice doesn't have a job you know uh is that going to make a relationship between a man and woman better but you said you would have issue with a woman that thought that you know you like you don't think you could be in a relationship with somebody that thought that way so i want you to expound a little bit on it you know i'll let you you know i'll let you speak
0: all right guys um just so you know the look ahead so this is where this is gonna go um we definitely had a conversation offline about it. I definitely said okay. what you said that I said, mm-hmm. third-party. Cool. This is my thing. This is, this is where I see it. And I like what Elle said, and I like what Kay said, because they're they're responses from women who seem sensible and logical and also, you know, definitely have their own viewpoints on life and their own viewpoints on their religious experiences and things of that nature, and they believe that, or at least I interpret that they believe that, you know, bringing those experiences into the relationship is just as important as finding a guy, like, you know, bringing who you are into the relationship is just as important.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I want to be very careful when I say these things, because we're bringing up this pastor dude, you sent the video, I did not watch it, I will not watch it, I don't <laughs> care to see it. I've heard it all before, I've right. seen it all before. Right. It's goofy shit, I'm good. But, I want to be careful when I talk about a Bella and her family and in that particular situation because there are real people involved. Mm-hmm. And it's real easy for me to sit here and talk. Like, I know what they're going through with it and I don't.
3: Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: This is what I'll say. Is it... Okay, this is a better way to say it. We started the second half of this conversation talking about who we were in our 20s right. and
3: mm-hmm.
0: who we are now. Mm-hmm. The expectation that you would be who you are now and then expect somebody that's 20 to magically be the exact person that they're supposed to be the entire time that this relationship is taking place. It's goofy to me. That's goofy. That's just goofy. If you're 38 and you marry a 20-year-old woman, you can do that. That's that's your thing, that you can do whatever you like to do. It's not against the law. It's cool. But that would be unfair in my position to believe that that 20-year-old young woman has to be the same person when she's 40 because I never met that woman before in my life. I wasn't raised by that woman. I don't know no women that was 20 and then they was 40 and it was the same because that's not how life works. That's not how experience works. That's, that's just not realistic to me. So to say that, you know, a woman should be meek and mild and follow behind the man and call the man master. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> In my opinion, right. when the woman is of a certain age where she understands how she can benefit from that, if she believes she can benefit from living that lifestyle and being involved with someone else in that way, then that's cool. But we just talked about when we was 20 and we all kind of clinked it up. I I feel like we all kind of clinked it up and kind of said some, you know, really, Nice, lovable things about ourselves at 20, but I'll just go on the record. When I was 20, I was a piece of shit.
1: Right. I think I prefaced that. I was the most piece
0: of shit. I, I, I I, I, I'm kind of still a piece that. of shit right now. And I'm far from 20. <laughs> 20 years from 20. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. So I think it's a lot if someone was to marry me at 20 <laughs> and then expect me to be a certain type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if I had married somebody at 20. And they said that this person that you married has to call you master, Amen. and that you're responsible not just, you know, for the food, but for like her everlasting soul and spirit. Her relationship to God is based on you, and the only way that she can ever find happiness in heaven through is through you. And you're 20. I'm 20 year old me, 20 year old lot mm-hmm. We both gonna die. <laughs> we both gonna die horribly and miserably because I ain't shit. And so I just feel like. Throwing those type of tenements on top of things right. isn't really helpful. I don't want to tell anybody what to do. And I know that there are real people involved with it. So I hope it works to the betterment of both people. But I do think that it's fair to say that in any relationship, in any marriage, in any co-dependent living situation, in any friendship, and any anything that you do that involves anybody else, room to grow is necessary or it's going to become necessary. Okay. It's forced or it's going to happen on its own. You know what I'm
3: saying? Yeah, that's really good.
0: Me and Joey, me and Joey have been friends for a very long time. Our friendship has grown as we've grown as men. There's no way that I could expect Joey to be the same Joey he was when I was 20. And I thank God that Joey <laughs> let me be 20 when I was 20 <laughs> so we can be grown men together now. Right. Because if it didn't happen that way, This friendship would have never become what it became. And that's just friendship. So I think marriage is even deeper than that. So, you know, I wish them the best and I hope that that works out. But I think the focus should maybe be a little bit less about what the woman has to do for the man. And what both people need to do for each other. Hello. I bet if I watched the video, the dude didn't say nothing to the other dude about what the dude was supposed to do. Because dudes don't even do that. <laughs> right. Dudes don't even do that. And and so that's dudes what... don't say this is what you gotta do for her. Like this is okay, you're the master. Right. This is why she should call you master. You have to wake up every day in your mind showing this woman why you deserve to be the master of her twenty-year-old life. Mm. I'm pretty sure he didn't say that because wouldn't nobody say that because that would probably make him think differently about the whole thing. Like, I don't even know if i want to do this. Thing.
1: And I want to again, Keisha I go back to real quick. I want to go back to you because you have a daughter and how comfortable would you be here having her hear a message where he's telling a woman to be quiet, to be meek, to be humble, to not seek education, to not seek financial gain.
2: Yeah. How so, how comfortable
1: are you with that message? I,
2: I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that at all. Um, I'm all for uh, freedom of religion. Right. Um, you know, my daughter doesn't have to be seven days, She Day Adventist. Have to be Christian. Um, I want her to. I would like for her to develop a relationship with with the Lord, but I can't force her to do that. But it, what I do have a problem with is that ideology, um, because it's dangerous. And I'm just coming from a perspective as a as a woman and as a mother, um, as a single mother, uh, making sure that you know my daughter knows that she needs to be able to take care of herself and not necessarily rely on another human being to be there, to be her world, and to um, be her financial stability because um, it's dangerous. Mm. Um, it's dangerous. Just it's just dangerous. For, you know, um, especially and this is just across the board. Um, I see it all the time at my job, you know, people, um, just women, women in general, they, they get married, they stop working, they have a bunch of kids and then their husband dies or the husband leaves them and then they're stranded, they have no money, they're broke. And I don't want that for my daughter. So, and I don't want her to be um, coerced or manipulated into a situation where she can't support herself, even if a man were to leave or to die. So I do not agree. Okay, all right. So L, do you do you share those sentiments of
1: Keisha like is it dangerous for a young lady to believe that her way through is just pregnancy and a man?
3: Of course I do. I mean, I feel like because I work so hard to just establish myself as an individual who does not rely on another man, I feel like without demoralizing anybody, like we're entering into a dull sense of slavery, so to speak, by allowing ourselves, or maybe not slavery, but some type of bondage that we're placing ourselves in intentionally by not empowering ourselves with education and fortifying ourselves with enough confidence to know that with or without somebody, we can survive and thrive in this world. So... I don't know what message they really want to, you know, put out to, you know, the constituents of that faith, but I just feel like the religion, like as a religion, as a belief system, like you should be encouraging and uplifting all of your constituents. And I just, I don't feel like it should be one-sided. So um, for, for me, like, it sh- it should not just be like the man is the you know the sole breadwinner in the family because it's for me it's more like a a, a team a team uh, a teamwork. I believe in teamwork and I believe in you know it take you know two people coming together and building a dream, making a life. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't uh, necessarily jump on the bandwagon for you know, belief systems that don't encourage equality. <laughs> I got you.
1: I got you. And in closing, <clears throat> I prefaced in the beginning that you ladies would, you you would have a chance to ask a man a real question that he would have to answer. And if you don't have anything, we'll close out. But if you do have something that you want the man, and I'll say the man in this case is not me, because I'm the oh. host and I get to do that pointing
3: really? thing. Oh, no, Logic will answer
1: it. Logical will answer the question that you have for a man that you want a you know no sugar answer to to close.
0: Do either of you have that? I'm here, lady, and I got the hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Fire away.
2: Um, this is just a, I guess, to piggyback off of um the situation with Blair Underwood and his um
0: wonderful hairline. We never even <laughs> talked about his hairline. Like I think we need to stop dismissing that as a factor in that story. <laughs> <But> please continue. <laughs> Brown would agree.
2: So that's a conversation. But um Oof. is it not? But I want to get back off of that because um my question to you, Logic, is do you believe in uh a person having three loves of their life? So I was watching a TikTok where this guy stated that he was in his late twenties and he was talking to an older gentleman who was in his fifties, and the gentleman gave him some Sound advice, but also ask them, have you had three loves of your life? The first love would be the love of labor, the second love would be the love of your life, and the third would be um I'm no no, the second would be the uh the love of healing, and the third would be the love of your life. And so what the whole concept of the video is basically that um a lot of men fall in love with the person that is the love of labor and they really intended to fall in love with the person, they, the love of their life, they get stuck because they've fallen in love with the person that's the love of labor, the person that they're trying to make it work with, the person that they're fighting with, arguing, you know, trying to make it work, but it doesn't necessarily work. And so I'm saying that to say, because I think that's what happened with Blair Underwood. People are up in arms. They're like, oh my goodness, you know, can't believe he like, was, you know, was with his best friend, blah, 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 blah. But I just think that he fell in love with the wrong person. I just think he fell in love with the person, love of labor. And he was like, man, my best friend is the love of my life. And there you go. So what do you think? What are your thoughts? I want to know.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to start this by saying Blair Underwood has a wonderful hairline. And I'm (laughs) going to stick to that. Like, I need that to be said publicly by me. I I respect it.
3: I feel like I need to I'm hoping whoever
0: he married that his best friend, also cuts his head because that would make perfect sense. That would just clean all this up and we wouldn't even have to add these questions. But in all honesty, I can see that being accurate. I'm not quite at that age yet. I haven't seen everything to the point where I believe that I can just immediately identify what the older gentleman was saying. Mm -hmm. I do know that I was in the military for nine years. And what I learned is that you spend 90% of time 90% 90% of your time on 10% of your people. And so when somebody says something about, you know, the love and the labor, and the, that makes sense to me. And, and you can, as a younger man, spend a lot of time trying to create the love that you already deserve, but don't know you don't have to work so hard for. And I think that happens to women too. I think that happens on both sides of the fence. I think sometimes as people, we're oriented to feeling like, you know, you have to make, the person that you want to love into the person that you can ultimately love. And every now and then that works. but like for the most part, it's, it's very hard to do. So I'll definitely say that what the older gentlemen say sounds to me from the vantage point of where I stand, like something accurate, but I can also say that at my limited age, hindsight is twenty-twenty, and everything in my past looks so different than it did when I saw it at that time when I was talking about my 20. Today, it looks completely different than when I was looking at my 20 when I was 20. And so I guess my answer would be, sure, sure. If if that's something that you gravitate towards, if you ultimately are trying to get to a space where you want to love the person that loves you because of you,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you have to go through the process of figuring out who you are. And so... In my mind, I'm thinking that's what the older gentleman was saying, is there's a process that you go about to find out who you are. You do the work, you do this, you do that, then you figure out who you are, and then you find the love of your life because you've had some life. You've made some mistakes, you've done some good things, some bad things. You know yourself to the point where when you meet that person that you ultimately love, they're the love of your life because it makes sense.
1: Oh it makes perfect sense to me and i and it makes even more sense that I'm glad that I was able to direct that question directly to you because that was too deep yeah. for my ass um look on, ladies sign. keisha yeah uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate you on the platform guys uh Thank
2: you for having you us. know
1: the, the only thing I have to say here to clean up is logic you know it's been a pleasure, my man as usual and on, um up. this has been logic over everything it's over and it's been everything thank you for joining us folks
2: thank appreciate you guys thank you. thank you guys
0: listenership 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 thank you so much for your support Kay bella thank you for the email we we appreciate it we're trying to get our socials to the point where we can speak more direct more directly to the listeners and the supporters of, of what we're trying to put together Hopefully, this cast is showing you that, you know, as we do our sports thing and we do the other things, we also have the ability to, you know, comment on relationships and, you know, women and men, you know, from an African-American diaspora point of view. So, please keep the emails coming and keep responding. What you don't like, say it. What you like, say it. But your participation means everything. So, thank you. And also, thank you to the two young ladies that we had on the cast. We couldn't have done it without you. Thank
2: you for having us.
0: No, no. thank you for having I've been us. Doing it. Thank, thank you. Thank you for taking your time. But I appreciate it. Appreciate it. We are.